Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, as always, and our good man, Kale, behind the producing today, hanging out, enjoying our night, because the Avs are going to Game 7. They defeat the Dallas Stars 4-1 to in Game 6 in... A game that felt very different from the rest of this series. Uh, yeah, very, very different game. Uh, this was um, all of, look, just, just right off, let's just lop this right off the top. All the bullshit that had gone Dallas's way this entire series dried up in a hurry, and boy, did they look mortal. Yep, when when pucks aren't just randomly bouncing into the net for them. It turns out they don't just score at will. Well, and you could see on their one power play, uh, they just didn't have they didn't have the confidence that whatever whatever puck they were throwing at the net was just going to magically find its way in, and they were a little tight, you know. And and the fact that they only got the one power play is a good break for Colorado. Yeah, it just is. Like you can't you can. <laughs> That 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 it went five five power plays to one in this game was a huge boon for the Avalanche. We talked about how the special teams battle so important. It Again, was going to be enormous yeah. in this one, and you know they they did not they did not get any of the nonsense. They did they 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 still got a they still got a free goal. They not from luck though. <laughs> yeah, they still got a free one, but. Well, credit to credit to Michael Hutchinson. Honestly, he made he made two I think huge saves in the game, and then the rest of the night just did what he had to do. Yeah. Nothing spectacular. Didn't have to be special. Did not have to did did not have to bail them out or anything. The team in front of him played solid, but he just did his job. Yeah, the uh, the yeoman earned himself DraftKings King of the Game. Hutchinson, look, there are a lot of good abs in this game. But the big concern in this game was goaltending, and he gave the Avs a one-goal performance. Sure, yep. the team played great in front of him, but when your third-string goalie only gives up one goal, that's a game you better win. Yeah. So, yep. him did it. Him doing his job for the DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. You love to see it. The Avs, on the whole, I think the moment I realized the luck had run out for Dallas was on the Avs fourth power play. Maybe it was fifth power play. I think it was where Hutchinson gets beat five hole for a shorthanded chance for Dallas. It goes off of the inside of his pad and hits the side of the net. And ultimately Dallas can't do anything with the puck there. And it's like, okay, luck swinging the other way a little bit for the Avs here. 
Yeah. Av's obviously able to get it done. Um, let's just praise Hutchinson, but let's take a look at the, the first goal of the game where we're not going to be praising Hutchinson quite as much. He had actually just made a huge save before this play, but um, you're sliding across. Yeah. The sliding across pad glove save. And then he ends up giving one up here on just a total muffin from well outside hits off his glove and goes in. And, and regardless of whether or not Nathan McKinnon got a piece of that or not, by the way, you have, you have to get, I, I, it makes no difference. You have to stop that. Yeah. And I, he didn't, Get it. Sorry, I, you don't even you don't even <laughs> let that that goal doesn't even get scored in practice. Right. It, at any professional level, that's a goal that should be saved every single time. <laughs> Let's yeah. just be honest about it. It went in, but hey, if you only give up one, you only give up one. It doesn't matter how it goes in. So yeah, yeah. Eh, I haven't seen any, seen any stars trolls in our chat yet today, but let's give them a little time. Let's give them a little time. They might show up. So let's move towards the Avs here because the first period, honestly, it was pretty even. Shots were 13-13 at the end of it. The one big miss it felt like for the Avs where they were over three on the power play, and their first power play of the game was a double minor where they just did nothing (coughs) yeah true so it felt like there were some missed opportunities for the abs but they survived i guess the first period being down one nothing after the period would not have felt very good but thankfully if we can bring up goal number two the abs got uh, not nearly as bad of a goal but certainly one that was interesting to say the least. Uh, not from an expected source. Zadorov just throws one on net from out up high here and it finds its way in as uh, yeah. I believe, I'm not sure who cross checked him, but somebody cross checked Comfort into Kudobin basically. We'll see on the replay as it comes up here. And Kudobin, there was no way he was going to be able to make a save on it because of that. Yeah, I think it's Alexiak driving Comfer into Kudobin, and it was just—I mean, this is this is the one where the Avs the Avs got really lucky. Yep, for sure. Like I don't—that's not—that's not a special shot. It's not a great play. It's literally the perfect time for Alexiak to do something incredibly stupid to to bail the Avs out. Because look, look where that goal goes in. Yeah, short He's side. Not, right, it's short side, and it's. Not even a foot. Ice. Yeah, yeah, it's not even a foot off the ice. Like that's that's a shot for a tip. Yep. He's he's shooting it because he sees Comfort going to the net and he's trying to get a deflection. And it's a good, like that's that's good stuff, but it was it was the perfect timing. That's exactly the kind of bullshit that Dallas has scored in every game of this series, except tonight. Yep. And, and Colorado, Colorado got it. And we talked, we've talked about this all series that when you're when you're being just gifted a really fortunate goal like that, like it's so hard to generate goals in the postseason. It's so hard to do all the work necessary to create a good scoring chance and then actually capitalize on the damn thing. That when you get a freebie like that, it really it it really just changes your outlook. You know, yeah. you start feeling good about yourself. You get a free one. It's 
it just it helps so much. You know, the Dallas got a free one, but it's user error. You yeah. know, it was it, it and, and then for Colorado to get that back and for them to go in tied and not trailing again because they've spent so much of the series chasing Dallas for them to go into the first intermission tied. It was honestly huge and credit to them because they looked totally lethargic and lifeless. Honestly, both teams did. Neither team really. It was a slow start to the game for sure. (laughs) Both teams came out exactly the opposite of what I expected. I thought they were going to both come out headhunting and looking, looking for the knockout punch early because that's how the last couple of games have been decided. And instead they both came out afraid of what happened in the last couple of games and played it super duper safe and Colorado's ineptitude on the power play really, really helped the first period with its stagnation, but ultimately getting that tie and not having to chase Dallas after, after such a, such a soft goal like that, where, where you're not talking about what breakdown happened or what do we need to fix or whatever. Like you don't do anything wrong there. Your goalie just flubs an easy shot. And that's, that's, that's such a confidence killer. And instead of letting it just drown them in their own sorrows and let them feel sorry for themselves, they got back on the horse. They got a freebie of their own. They're feeling good. Okay, great. We're tied going into the end of the first period. It was, it was, that was a, that was a huge, huge, huge moment. Well, we've seen too. It, once Dallas went up one, nothing to get that second goal is just such a huge pressure reliever for the abs because if Dallas gets the next goal and goes up to nothing, the game isn't over, but we already know we saw it every time Dallas got a two goal lead in this series, the shape of the game changed drastically where Dallas starts sitting back. They don't give the yeah. abs anything easy. And it's a slog for the abs to try and get back into the game. Yeah, well, and that's, that's what they do so well is that they, they gear games down into really low event, just neutral zone line change swaps. Like that's, yep. that's really what that's where that's where, I mean, Dallas is excellent when they do that. And for them, for Colorado to then come out and get that two, one lead. That was great too. Like that, that was great, but it was, it was really the way that the Avs kind of played Dallas's style when they got the lead that that was, we hadn't seen the Avs do that all series. We hadn't seen them protect a lead. That was part of our big concern, right? Because we're saying, look, the Avs have not proven they can play playoff defense and they have their third Mm -hmm. string goaltender in that. So the expectation was that they were going to have to rely on Hutchinson more than they really did in this game. So credit to them for adjusting their play to the way that arguably they had to play to figure out how to win this game once they got that lead. Yeah. So I look, I the Avs did other than that one weak goal from Hutchinson, they pretty much did everything but the power play right in this game. Yeah. And that you know power plays is, is it, I mean it, conversation for next period. Sure. We can we can take our first period break here. Time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. I know I had a few to calm the nerves a little bit during this game. Planning on having a few on Friday down at the DNVR bar where we have eight different Breck brews on a tap. Come on down and get yours. 
when the RSVP goes out for Friday's game, which we'll see mm. when it goes out because who knows when that game will actually be played. Be sure to get on it quick. Otherwise, it will fill up and sell out if you want to get into the DNVR bar to watch. Keep an eye out for that or go down to the source in Littleton, the farmhouse, and pick up your Breck brew directly from them. They have a beer for everyone. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. They are essentially giving you free money if you sign up and use their odds boosts this week. Because if the Kansas City Chiefs do not lose by 101 points, that means you win money on that bet. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up and make sure you place that bet. Because has it, I do not believe an NFL team has ever lost by 100 points. I no. can't say for sure, but I don't think that's ever happened. And NFL team has never scored 100 points yes. as far as I know. I, there's, I, there's like those old sports stories about how like some college or club team lost by like 130 or something, but that yeah, was... I think, I think Georgia Tech lost by and, 100 points. And that was like but. two years after the sport of football was invented or something, so... <laughs> So in the real world, this is essentially just or like the passing game hadn't been invented yet. And yeah. they were still wearing leather helmets and, you know, very sense. much not the reality that we live in today. So head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook and get your bet in to get essentially free money on the Kansas City Texan Kansas City versus Texans football game. Go Texans. As always with AJ, I'll take it though. I actually don't mind the Texans. As long as you're not a Cowboys fan, we're good. Oh, hell no. <laughs> even anyway, even I have too much self-respect for that. <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to take advantage of this no-brainer offer. Again, promo code DNVR when you sign up. Do not forget to do that. It's for a limited time only. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 as AJ has a bit of a breakdown over here. This is just a great comment. Radulov looks like the kind of dude that would eat a taco out of a dumpster. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that dude would look like. Like Radulov, apparently. Okay. Yeah, I just... This is such a funny comment. <laughs> Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. AJ, what were we talking about? I completely forgot what you said would be a great topic. The, the power play. Ah, the power play. So, and the way that the way that special teams units kind of go through hot and cold streaks. Well, um, so here's the thing: if you remove the double minor from this game, I don't think the power play was that bad. That third power play they had no. in the first was super dangerous. They just couldn't find the finish. Yeah. But the Avs are also I would agree. I would agree. over their last thirteen or something in this series. Well, and and you go back to uh, you go back to game five, mm-hmm. and you look at the five on three where Kale McCarr gets absolutely robbed. Yep, of a goal by Kudobin, and then Nathan McKinnon chooses not to shoot on an empty net, and it's like, look, these are and and then tonight you look at you you look at Nathan McKinnon is all by himself with like with speed in the middle of the ice with a clean shooting lane and he passes it and it gets yep. deflected. And it's like, it's like, look, I know everybody wants to fire the power play coach, but I can guarantee you he's not telling Nathan McKinnon to pass that puck. 
You know, like you you defer to McKinnon because he's so great that you're just like, ah, let him do his thing, right? But and and you could see the McKinnon is so freaking good that everybody was like, boy, something looks off with him in the first two periods. He just wasn't the same level. And then he goes out and he wins yeah. them the game in the third. Rolls up in the third and is like, all like, right, boys. <laughs> like on. if you look at you look at the second goal that they scored, he's it's all starts with him up high in the zone. You look at the third goal that they scored, it's all him on the forecheck. You look at you look at the empty net goal, it's him from 170 feet going bang, first try. Well, we like, have the we have their second goal, the third goal of the game that we can pull up here. So let's take a look at it and I think it goes back far enough. Yeah, yeah, McKinnon with the puck here, able to create a little bit with a spin move. Yeah. And then just continued work to find a ton of room for Gerard. The shot gets blocked, but it, it works out well with Kale McCarr pinching in and, and rips a shot that on the replay, it pretty pretty confident it hits Kudobin in the mask on its way into the net. Oh, yeah. He definitely got, like, it, it definitely got him in the face. <laughs> So, all I could do, all I could hear was Rob Riggle shouting yeah. in the face. <laughs> okay, so in 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 actual like analysis here, uh, could could we actually just go back on that? Just do the live again, yeah, yeah. Just do, so watch watch the way all of Dallas's defense just gets sucked into McKinnon. Yep, everyone watching two. Man, there's fully. three of them, yep. and those guys don't get back over there. And when you look at uh, I think it's Cogliano who's 11. He never gets all the way back over, and that's the space that McCarr jumps into to score the goal. It, well, and you'll see it. You'll see it here again on this replay. Watch Cogliano uh, up high. Uh, yep. He's 11. He's going to. He's also the mad guy over there on the far side. He <laughs> never. He never fully recovers. Yep. See, he never comes all the way back over. McCarr sees that, jumps into the empty space. He jumps into that empty Tucks space in and him, basically, yeah. And Miko, like to Miko's credit, had played like crap up until that point and makes a great play. Yep, like it's such a it's just such a an underrated play off of his body, finds it, controls it, and just tips it to Makar. Like if you're looking at Miko, I don't even know how Miko knows Makar is there because he's not looking in that direction. He just he either just senses it or he just throws it to a space because he thinks that's where Makar is going. Yep, it's gr- it's it's just great. It's great hockey from all three of those guys because they all just had a feel for what was it's, going on. McKinnon creates all that space. McCarr jumps into that empty space that Cogliano never reoccupies on the, on the rotation and and ranting in with the great one touch pass. It was really just great, great play. It's incredible how McKinnon walks the line between the, the defensive side and the forward side there, because he not only drags a player away from Gerard, giving him room for the initial shot, he drags Cogliano away, and Dallas matches, messes up the switch with McKinnon going across the middle, which frees up McCarr to, McCarr to pinch in as well. So when you have one player that can draw that much attention to himself, I what do you do as the Dallas yeah. Stars? I mean, you can't defend everything. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, you have to you have to pick your poison somewhere, and you're going to lean towards McKinnon. And you're saying, "Hey, if you're looking at that, you're saying, okay, all these guys that we have on the ice, and Sam Gerrard is the guy that's shooting the puck. You're we'll feeling like that, that's a yeah. that's a victory for you. Now, what happens after that? You just got beat by great players making a great play. Yeah, I don't I don't look at that and think Dallas did, does anything wrong, other than Kudobin trying to headbutt the puck. I'm 
I mean, and I don't, you know, he, and McCarr he has ripped a one quarter shell from the hash marks, basically. Well, so. it's like he has a quarter second to react, <laughs> so it's not like he was like, I'm gonna headbutt this, you know, it was just like it just sort of happened that way. Yep. And it was it was just I mean, it's just that's just the goods, man. Like that's just that's good hockey. And Dallas defended it really well. They blocked the shot. They had everybody covered. McCarr just jumps into space and Cogliano doesn't react quickly enough and they burn him for it. Like that's, you know, sometimes the team makes a play. That's well, what good teams do. I just want, I feel like this is a good time to jump in and talk about how filthy Kale McCarr was in this whole game because he was absurd. I thought he was the best player on the ice, but yeah. um, I just feel like you're not giving him enough credit. Like the amount of like just, hockey sense and vision to be able to jump into that spot knowing to be able to get that rebound that bounces off after the block and get it in you're like saying i don't know i feel like you're kind of talking about that he lucked into it and that's like oh no not at all he 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 he, like he feels he feels that that that's open that 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 ice is open and he moves into it he does it all the time he constantly, if you watch him in a game, he constantly, he doesn't just stand at the blue line and wait for things to just magically happen around him. Like 90% of NHL defensemen do because they're afraid to make a mistake. McCarr's not afraid of anything in the world except maybe like spiders. And he sees that he sees that open space and he jumps into it and he creates problems for other teams because he does that and other guys don't. It's not like it's not just that he sees it. It's that he can skate like Kale McCarr. He's oh, one right. of the very few players in the NHL whose brain and legs work at the same speed. And it's very, very fast. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. Clown, clown shoes in here trying to take anything away from Kale McCarr who thoroughly outplayed Miro Haskin in tonight. <laughs> I, uh, As he better. has all series long. Just play their goal clips side by side, and you tell me which one is better. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, they're 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 both fantastic. They're just I mean, of course they are. Blaze and I were talking just, about this today, but like, yeah, he's had a couple different. rookie mistakes in this series, but Gil McCarr yeah. is just different. Like, he's a top five defenseman as a rookie. That's like filthy. The guy, <laughs> he's 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 just a, he's a special player, and I think Haskinen is too. And I have always felt that way, even going back to his draft year. I loved him so. I'm. I honestly, I don't mind the Dallas fan in here standing for his guy. It's just that. Oh, Kale McCarr, Kale, like, like Kale, really Kale McCarr to won tonight. I'm sorry, but Kale McCarr was the man tonight. That defensive play he made coming back on Tyler Sagan, the way that he absolutely bodied Joe Pavelski yeah. and, and and tried to push him into an early retirement. Zone, it was filthy. Like yeah. <laughs> he he had a Kale McCarr had a great night. This is not. This is this is not the night to try and to try and shit on Kale McCarr. This is this is the bad. Like, you should have done this a couple days ago when he had the bad gaff that led to the fifth goal. Because you the window, bud. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Missed missed it, dog. It's fine. He's yeah. Kale, Kale McCarr is just. He had he he had an extra gear tonight, and he was awesome. It, this was the complete game from Kale McCarr. He had a game in this series already where he puts up three points and you say, that's the superstar Kale McCarr. But this was the game where you said, oh, right, this kid can play defense too. Yeah. Well, and it was it was the physical element of it. It was yeah. not just... It, it was not just like... because you know In a game where we were watching Miko Ranton and shy away from contact at every turn, Kale McCarr was a stark contrast where he said, you come at me, I'm going to body you. So, yeah. It, yeah. 
and everyone who watches the Avs every night has seen that and knows Makar can do it. But on a national scale, I think people are still waking up to it. Yeah, and you know the tonight tonight was great because you guys guys defensemen who are good with the puck always get that label that they can't play defense. Yep, and that they're not two way guys, right? And what's what's spectacular about this young wave of defensemen, and this is not just Makar, but this is also Haskin, and this is also Quinn Hughes, this is also Shea Theodore, this is also Rasmus Dahlin. Yep. This is also Ivan Provorov and Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones. Like this era of young defenders is spectacular both ways. And to see these guys duke it out and lead their teams the way that they have. The only reason that Kale McCarr is not leading the avalanche further is because Nathan McKinnon is there. Haskinen is clearly, in my opinion, clearly the best player on Dallas. Uh, I don't think it's very close to be honest. Yeah. I don't either, dude. I he's so much better than those dudes, and I almost feel bad for him. But life but, is hard, so I don't. And I mean, you're making a good point here, right? When you're talking about Haskin and Makar, Seth Jones a little bit on the early side of this generation, I would say. But we're seeing that's fair. all of these defensemen that their entire hockey careers through juniors and everything, mites, whatever have played under the new post-lockout NHL where yeah. the focus on being able to move the puck, pace of play, is more important than it's ever been. Yeah. And, and when you look at the way that teams are drafted, you look at guys like Philip Broberg and Adam Bokvest getting drafted the where they have. Yep. They never would have been top 10. They never would have been top 10 draft picks five years ago even. Yeah. But it's because of the way that these types of guys have changed the game and how they've changed how teams view this era of defensemen. It's 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 Colorado was extremely fortunate that they got one of these transformational defensemen. That they got they got one of these guys that are help changing what you're looking for in a D. Haskinen is there. Um Makar is clearly there. Quinn Hughes is there. It's been it's been awesome to see. This playoffs Dalling, has been that's about it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's been it's been a shining example of like the takeover of these guys. Yep. Because their impact is enormous. You always talk about oh you need the big physical D. You need the defensive defenseman and and oh you have to have those guys right. You need a Ryan Graves. You need an Ian Cole. You need as it turns out Nikita Zadorov. <laughs> Playing been awesome, critical to the Avs in this series. Like, <laughs> you need those guys to do their jobs, but boy, when these guys get unleashed, they they're just awesome to watch. And this battle back and forth between Haskin and Makar has been legitimately just a treat. Like one of I, you, we always think about like Sagan against McKinnon, right? Well, Sagan hasn't been anywhere in this series. That that dude is a straight up Casper, which means that he's going to score five goals in game seven, but has not been anywhere in this series. And this series never would have gone seven had Tyler Sagan lived up to his potential and played the way that he could. Yep. Nathan McKinnon has, and that's why we're, that's why we're headed to a game seven straight up. Uh And, and the battle of the great young defenseman will continue. I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. It's been fun to watch it unfold. Kale McCarr was awesome tonight. He was awesome. 
No argument against that. Uh, one final topic as we're talking about young defensemen before we head to the third period. Connor Timmons removed from the game at the end of the second period, did not return. I don't have the clip, but he took a pretty heavy hit, arguably boarding. Uh, his head kind of bounced off the boards. We're not doctors. I'm not going to speculate, but given his history, a bit scary. Yeah, worried about him. Um, just worry about him. You know, yep. you guy with his injury history. You only want the best. Uh, you don't. You don't want to be talking about you. You just don't want to be talking about his future being in question again because that's so scary. And I just, yeah, I just hope. I hope he's okay. Um, yep. He was. He was fine. Like I, his, his play, play, I yeah. had yeah, I had no issues with him, but I'm I'm worried about the concussions and the fact that we don't get any updates whatsoever out of this bubble means we will just have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pulling for him. I'm just just yeah, worried for sure. Definitely safe there. Uh, Gabe Landeskog, nasty little play where he took a skate blade to the leg. Would return in the third period. Didn't play a ton, but did play. So it seems like he's all right. Uh, especially given the Azor up two goals for most of the third. Yeah, did not, um, you know, took took an extremely short shift, was barely out there. We've seen we've seen both EJ and Zadorov in this series not play, but sit on the third period just for leadership purposes. I think that's probably what this was about. I think it gives a lift for them to see Gabe Landeskog come back out and sit on the bench. Um, he's obviously he's critical to their success and yeah. him not being in game seven would just be. It's, catastrophic. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be, it would be bad. I think the only catastrophic injury that the abs could possibly have is McKinnon, but fair. And I don't even want to put that out in the universe, but it's, we'll see. I mean, there's the 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 injuries the injuries that have piled up have gotten totally out of control again. Um, you've got yeah. both you've got both of your goaltenders. Uh, you have a you have a, a arguably a second thirdish line between Donskoy, Landeskog, and Calvert. Yeah, uh, certainly top nine. Call it. Yeah. That. Now you have now you have Timmins. Uh, now you have Timmins and Johnson, and a compromised Zadorov continues. Because yep. he's 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 hurt, but he's playing hurt, and so it's like okay, well, you know, he's still doing his thing. Um, I don't know that there's anybody in the postseason that has to deal with these kinds these types of injuries. I mean, they're on their third goaltender, like third string goaltender. You don't you don't win very many games even in a regular season with a third yep. goaltender, let alone playoff series. Our, so our conversation yesterday has just become a real reality. Of the Abs are going to have to seriously consider playing Bone Byram on Friday. Well, and I think that's the conversation that we need to have now is if Connor Timmons is out, I fully 100% expect Jared Bednar to go right back to Kevin Connaughton. Yeah. I I think that that's, I just think that that's, that's happening. I, that's, that's my guess, but I said I would play Byram over Timmons. Now that if Timmons is hurt and he, he can't go for game seven, I'm going with, Bo, I would go with Bowen Byram. You have you have nine games to see what you have in him. I would go with him. I would I would see 
what you're going for the same exact reasons that I, I argued for Timmons. Yep. You got a chance to watch the kid play NHL hockey at the highest level. And you you're going to get mistakes. Yeah. You're going to get mis. What's the, what's the, the, the absolute best that you're hoping for from Kevin Kanan is doesn't hurt us. Yep. The absolute best that you're hoping for from Bowen Byram is actively helps us offensively <laughs> is a lightning rod and gives us something that we totally weren't counting on. Yep. Gives us, gives us an offensive lift, makes one or one play with the puck, two plays with the puck in a game. Maybe that, that could be the only upside that, that you get there. I, I, you have nine games. You don't have to worry about the ELC right now. This isn't like the McCarr thing last year, where as soon as he played, it, if it you burned. play Byram and you have to play him the rest of the playoffs, you can talk about the ELC in the middle of the Stanley Cup. Finals. Well, and like, you're right. Like the, the 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 playing Byram in a game seven means that you would not have to have that conversation. You would not have to have the ELC conversation unless you were in the Stanley Cup Finals. Correct. So, so the and, and at that point, you're in the Stanley Cup freaking Finals. You're not worrying about the ELC. You're playing him. If he's been good enough to play those nine games to get him in them into the cup finals, you're going to continue to play him. See what he has. I don't think that there's any downside other than, oh, rookie mistakes. I, I, I fully don't expect it to happen. I think Kevin Connaughton will get in. This is just what coaches do. For me, I'd play Byron. I think uh, I think I agree with you, uh, but obviously we're prospect guys, so right. We always lean towards let's just see what what happens with the young guys, right? Yep. But we got to take our second period break there. Speaking of young guys, well, you don't have to be young if you're looking to go back to college. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. Many professors there are from their field, so they're a great networking option as well. So they can hook you up with people who currently work in the field. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs some of our very own staff members here at dnvr took classes over the summer so if you want to hit up ali monroy or harrison wind they'll happily answer any questions you have about their programs and classes they have over 40 different programs because you can take a combination of online and in the classroom and over 750 different classes as well so check them out today msu denver online Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's just uh, bring up the filthiest goal of this game. Goal number four here. This is your best players being your best players as Nathan McKinnon gets the abs into the zone, gives it to Burakovsky. Shot doesn't go well, but the abs are able to keep it in off of some nice effort. And then Nathan McKinnon sends a sauce pass to outer space and Rantanen finishes it before it even touches the ice. A, a ridiculous pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, a ridiculous pass um, and a ridiculous finish. Also, I wish we could freeze frame that look on Joe Pavelski's face because <laughs> can't, unfortunately, that <laughs> that totally looked like broken man status where he was just like, this is not our night. It's happening again. <laughs> like I, I haven't given Burakovsky much credit, but that's a great play at the blue line to, it just is, to keep it keep in that yeah. in. Yeah. And then McKinnon just goes to work. And I think that's, that's the kind of play uh, that we have not seen very much from McKinnon during the regular season where he's digging pucks and doing that kind of work. 
Yep. And when he's been doing that this postseason, and if he's going to regularly add that element to his game, he is 100% winning the Hart Trophy next season. You love to hear it. Like, there's no, there's no stopping, no stopping that dude if he's going to start adding that gritty element. Like, we've seen the power his entire career. He likes to hit people every once in a while. He gets a little charged up, yep. gets a little frisky. You know, he's he's a dude. But the way that he has approached the game and the all-around aspect of his game in the postseason has taken a huge step forward. And watching him grind out pucks and grind along the wall and and work his way through that instead of just looking for the flashy plays and working in transition, he's creating out of the muck and grind, which is where postseason points come from. Yep. It's just a totally different level. That guy I 25 I, points in 14 playoff games. You run out of words. He's scored in every single game that yep. they've that they've played in since the even the game that didn't count against Minnesota. He scored in that game. I just, I, I, you run out of words. You run, I don't know what to say about Nathan McKinnon that isn't already obvious at this point. The guy. Yeah, they brought this up. They brought this up on the broadcast, but he's now tied for the number two longest playoff point streak in NHL history with a bunch of guys that played in the 80s when goaltenders decided to just stand in front of the net like four feet out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it's it's a little it's it's only slightly misleading because three round robin games, but it, even it, then, it's it, been it's been an it's been an outrageous postseason for him. It, right, it, the fact that there's three round robin games in it, sure, maybe it's not truly fourteen playoff game point streak. But if he had a if players have a fourteen game point streak in the regular season, everybody is losing their minds, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the talk of every single game. Yep. And you're asking about it, and he's just like, I, that my job is to score points. Uh, so I score points. Know, I'm, just, I'm just on a hot streak right now. Things are just going where my way. I'm just getting lucky. Blah, 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 blah. Humble, humble, humble. But well, that's a cocky player. Right. But this is this is a different level entirely. He picks up the empty netter as well to, to seal the game pretty early. And that's the other thing. He hasn't picked up tons of cheap points. Right. He's he's earned them with ridiculous sauce passes and and hard yeah. fought goals. Like during the regular season, like that line especially, it's it's kind of been like it's it's gonna be it's it's sort of funny to me because like they boost the number they boost the numbers quite a bit during the regular season because that line gets put out a lot with empty nets, yeah. and all they have to do is clear the zone once and they do it, <laughs> and it's. Very entertaining. Yep. <laughs> but he hasn't, he has not done a whole lot of that. Right. Uh, in, in this postseason, they, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're dropping a Brazil on a team or whatever, like, there's not going to be an empty net situation. <laughs> yeah. But like, you're also getting some easy points, but. Yeah. I mean, whatever, even if, even if McKinnon's run ends on and ends on Friday and he doesn't score a point in game seven, like you're not going to say anything. Yep. You're just, you're just going to remember this as, wow. Remember that year hit? Remember, remember yeah. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon, best bubble hockey player. 
Confirmed. So I'm, yeah, he's... <laughs> it's so funny that you could feel like he was so mortal through the first two periods, and then the third period, he just, he just finds that level. And it's like, where... Where was that from Dallas tonight? Where was I, their total lack of killer instinct was kind of caught me off guard. Their their star players, the best they could muster was Jamie Ben taking runs at people. I mean that the the knee on Gerard I had a problem with. Yeah, I did, I wasn't comfortable with that, but I mean we've seen this is just who Jamie Ben has always been. So it, it's just another day ending and why with that guy. It's fine. <laughs> um. I'm I'm ex- I'm expecting much more of the game 1 game 2 version of Dallas on Friday night. I would expect as much. Um but the reality is is that because of the injuries, because of how this series has unfolded, Dallas has all the pressure on them right now. Colorado's getting to play loose. They're playing they're playing as if there's no tomorrow and that's because there's not. And I think to a man the confidence in Hutchinson isn't there. Yeah, I agree. And so there's a desperation in front of him. Yep. They're playing defense. Like their lives depend on it. Yeah. And I, I guess that leads us to the million dollar question. AJ, how do the Avs win game seven? Copy, copy and paste tonight. Play like you know, this. you do. Don't give up a lot of. Don't give up a ton of scoring chances. Uh, push everything to the outside from Dallas. Don't give up quantity. Don't give up quality. Stay Create a little bit of your own. Play very disciplined. Don't get wrapped up in bullshit. Yeah. Don't do it. And you know, Dallas. Dallas was just. This was not Dallas's best game. This was a. This I think this was a coming back to earth a little bit for them. Yep. I agree. Because this was the first game where they just never felt dangerous. I was I was significantly more uncomfortable at 6-2 and 5-2 the other day than I was at It I mean we said it, tonight we in the third period. We started off the start of the show, right? As soon as it became apparent that the mad bounces weren't going Dallas's way. They just aren't scary. Yeah. So. Right. I mean, they've needed that and they've been, they've also, so they've needed to, to, this is a team that went through long stretches of a regular season that struggled a ton to score goals. And so that's why this series has made no sense. That's why they're, they're really their whole playoff run against both Calgary and Colorado has not made a lot of sense. Because they've been so explosive, so quick strike. Completely so outside like, of their DNA, yeah. Right. Like, they only... The, the We saw the other day that people were posting all the numbers about, oh, Dallas only scored five goals, like, like six times during the regular season or whatever it was. And they've done that at, at least during this postseason, during this Calgary-Colorado stretch of theirs. They've, they've matched that number. Yep. So, it's it's been... It's been interesting to see that they were, you know, that we we were talking about it as it was happening. Like, look, th- this is unlikely to keep up. Yep. And even if it keeps up through this series and they beat the Abs, you have to feel like it's going to run out at some point. Teams, even during the regular season, teams don't get on extended stretches right. where you just 
pouring in five goals not, every night. No one is blazing stupid hot for 20 games. Right. Like, you can have a 10-day stretch where you're just... Everything goes your way and you're insane. And that's a round in the postseason. Yep. But can you can you get through that? And it tonight it sort of felt like it it dried up a little bit. And that's not to say it's gone forever. We you know, we'll see on Friday. Maybe, maybe it comes right back and it was just one night all, you know, one it was a one night only thing for Colorado. But it they just weren't very good tonight. Between between Lady Luck not being on their side and them not playing with a whole lot of confidence, they just didn't they they weren't really a very threatening team. And this was the team that I didn't have any respect for coming into the, the first yep. the first round. I had way more respect for them after the Calgary series than I did coming into the first round. And this looked like the team in the round robin that didn't bother me at all. That didn't make me nervous at all. Yep. And I just given how this postseason is gone, I I don't at all expect to see this club again on Friday. I think, and, and especially because Joe Pavelski didn't score tonight, that means he's got at least two in him on Friday. Yeah. I've, uh, he's got to kill the abs. He's got to put a dagger into the abs. This is what he does, man. Game. It's a game seven, right? There is no, there's nothing to leave in the tank. Yeah. Both and teams as, are going to come out and try to rip each other's heads off. Basically. As, as Brad says here, you know, <laughs> We got we the abs got to the exact same point that they were last year. So you can't even yep. you know I we t- we talked about would you feel bad if they lost in the second round this year? And we said, well, we want to see how it happens. At losing, this point, right? Nope. Losing in a game seven with your third string goaltender yeah. down two and a half defensemen down three forwards. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're gonna feel like you know what? Anytime you're in a game seven, you have a chance, and you're going to feel like you you want it, right? Of course. You're you have hey, they got here. They have given themselves the opportunity. They've done. They 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 climbed that mountain again. They got to the precipice of it. They're on the verge of going to the conference finals. If Michael Hutchinson has to has to go against Vegas in a conference finals, I don't know that we're gonna have a ton of confidence in that. I have absolutely well, no idea. But that's that's Saturday's problem. Right. I mean, I don't even think it's Saturday's problem. If the Avs win this series on Friday, the rest of it's playing with house money. There I think they already are. I think I think winning game 5, especially the way that they did, that was sort of like that that to me felt like a a reminder of like hey, we're still we're still pretty damn good ourselves. Yeah, and then how tonight went? I don't. I just feel like Dallas played like shit tonight, and I don't know. I don't know how much of that is Colorado doing something to them. I thought the Abs were solid. I think they were great. I think they were bad. Yeah, I wouldn't say the they power played their play game was, for sure. Yeah, the power play was frustrating, and it feels like it feels like Game Seven will probably be determined by which which special teams unit shows up. You know, the abs, if yeah. the abs drop another 0 for 5 in game seven, I think it's going to be hard for them to win. win. Yeah. If they go two for five, you have to feel like there's a good chance for them in that game. If Dallas, if Dallas gets more than one freaking power play, they're probably going to get one goal. That is like you have to, you have to feel like the way that their power play has been humming and the way that Colorado's PK has been bad, you know. 
either way, I'm. I don't know. I don't know how you could be an Avalanche fan and not be proud of this result, For sure. regardless of what happens in Game Seven, which is not to set you up for allowing yourself to be disappointed or whatever. But I, they push back. They they push back in a three-one series. They had every reason to feel sorry for themselves with the third-string goaltender and fold up shop, and they just didn't. They push back, and you have to be proud of that. And whether you know. Both of these teams lost in game seven in the second round last year. I think Dallas lost it in double overtime too. So they're both coming off of, they're both coming off of some, uh, some brutal memories and are going to, are going to try to exercise some demons on Friday. One of them, one of them will succeed and the other one is going to end up with a, you know, a bigger, a, a closet with an extra skeleton in it. I've, I'm 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 excited, man. I, I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I it's game seven. It's do or die. It's every shift matters. It's every every bounce, every post, every decision, this is what it's all every about. every everything is gonna end up being something that we remember for well, because this offseason will be like twelve minutes long. It won't be it won't be as painful as normal, but <laughs> you're still you know, yeah. This is it. This is why sports are awesome. One game, one moment, one chance, win or lose. It's something that you're going to enjoy. Even even if it doesn't go your way, even if it is heartbreak at the end of the day, it's part of you as a, as someone who watches sports, as a sports fan, as an avalanche fan, as a hockey fan, as someone who covers this team as my job. These are the moments you want. These are the moments that yeah. you remember. And it's, it's what makes hockey and sports so awesome. Well, these are, these are the stories you live to tell. Yep. You know, this is the stuff, you know, I, I, we were at, we were at play street tavern for game seven for our watch party last year. And I remember I got so nervous and tense and frustrated that I had to take a walk. And I took a walk, and that's when they scored the cursed goal that got called back. And I could hear it two blocks away. And I walked back in just in time for them to go through the review and the whole review process, and then then they called the goal off. And then, you know, the rest of the game, blah, 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 blah. And, like, that's that's stuff that you remember. You know, that's that's those are the goods. The, you're, you spend all regular season – talking about, well, what about a game? You know, you can't pull this in a game seven. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it's character and it's talent and it's heart and it's grit and it's compete. And it's like, this is just, this is, this is the stuff that you care about. You know, this is all of it comes down to this. All of this has been building towards this. They, they took four months off to get to this, to, to get to resume play. And now, all of the puck bounces and all of the goals let in and all of the goals not scored and scored and all the saves and all the everything that hasn't happened to, to both of these clubs, it's it's all built up towards Friday night. And you just drop the puck and you just let be what's gonna be. Yep. You know, I don't I don't need to drop an epic motivational speech on this one. Take the one take take this take the speech that that I had about Colorado responding because that's what this was. I told y'all they would respond and they did. 
they, they this was this was that speech is downright prophetic at this point because they 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 responded they looked at themselves in the mirrors they didn't feel sorry for themselves and they pulled themselves off the mat and they got to work and you know you want to luck this luck it doesn't it doesn't matter the sausage this that sausage is made and we're in game seven you got to feel good about that it's a chance for them to go on to the next round to be one of the final four teams playing for the Stanley Cup and who knows what happens this could be the greatest month of Michael Hutchinson's life in the abs. He he could be the third guy to to take a lap with the Stanley Cup here in in a month. There, you, you signed no, up. Nobody this. knows. You signed up for this when you got on the roller coaster, and right exactly. now the roller coaster is slightly leaning uphill into a cloud bank, into a bank of fog. And what's behind that fog? No idea. It could fly off the rails and tomorrow or Friday, I guess it's not quite Thursday night yet. Uh, that's the end. Or maybe the abs win and that roller coaster keeps going. Don't know which, but you got to be excited at the prospect of whatever is behind that bank of fog. Yeah. I mean, they haven't won a game seven in a while, so let's do that. And I'm excited. You and I are going to be at the bar on Friday because it's it's the big game. Yep. This is This is what you get geared up for. We've been asking you guys to come out and support the bar and do all do all of this stuff, right? And and to see you guys, I'm I'm gonna see all you guys on Friday. I expect everybody that's in this chat that lives in Denver to make the make the trek out there and to come and hang out with us in the bar and to to just be there together. This is this, you know, one of our one of the things that makes us a different outlet covering the avalanche is that we genuinely have a great relationship with our readers and our listeners. And we view you guys as family and not cash registers. We're not constantly trying to reach into your pocket to, 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 to do all kinds of crazy stuff. We just, we want to make cool stuff and we want to make being an abs fan fun. And, Except and for you, fans, thanks for, thanks for the cash and viewership. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are just, I wish we had that cash register drop. You guys, <laughs> you guys are just building our audience at this point and making us even cooler. And honestly, Love that uh, love that we have opposing fans who have decided to come and hang out with us. If if this goes on to the next round, hopefully we can uh, we can get some Vegas peeps up in here too. Hopefully the Dallas peeps stick around and root <laughs> against the Avs. I mean, it's just I personally, it's all love, uh, and I hope I hope to see everybody on Friday night. It's going to be one of those things that we remember. It's going to be it's going to be one of those nights that we always talk about with this era from this era of Avalanche history. For better or worse, the puck's going to drop, and we're all going to be there with our big extended avalanche family. I I wouldn't have it any other way. Amen to that. Uh, As I said, do RSVP when it comes out. Again, game time not yet set. There's a good chance it doesn't get set until pretty late tomorrow night. So clear your schedules and keep an eye, basically. (laughs) Um. That's all I got. I think AJ put it well in that we hope to see the fam and everyone can come together for an exciting moment in Avs history one way or another. But we are going to get out of here for the day as Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. It can help with anxiety, migraines, other aches and pains, IBS, you name it. It's a great product you can get it down at the dnvr bar as well if you're a little nervous for the abs game you need to calm down a little bit cold brew strava craft coffee at the dnvr bar 
Some of the best stuff out there. Give it a try. You can use code DNVR20 on their website to get 20% off if you want to order it directly to your home. And when you sign up for their subscription service, you get 20% off every single time you buy. That's it for us. Excited to be bringing y'all more coverage of Avs Hockey. We'll do what we do on Thursday. No more Free Skate Friday on Friday because we have a hockey game to cover. We have a Game 7 post-game podcast coming up on Friday night instead. That we do. So whether or not that's a sad one or a happy happy one, one. there is a greater than 80% chance that both Rudo and I will be intoxicated. I I would say it's probably about 100%. (laughs) I would say... That would be I haven't been this confident in many things in my life, but pretty confident about this one. Yeah, I think Meeks is. I think Meeks is probably right. This is. It's very likely to be a drunk cast on Friday. I would agree. So, look forward to that. That's it for today. Thank you for watching, listening, however you consume. And until next time, we will talk to you guys later.